Podcast Answer Man, episode number 143. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I have another full show planned out in advance with wonderful content and answers to your questions. First off, we're going to start with James, who wants to know about software, whether or not I've heard about this special software that allows you to design your own WordPress themes. That's right. Design your own WordPress themes, even though you may not be good at coding. And of course, Brad wants to ask a couple questions about why I use some certain hardware in my sound setup. He also asked about, you know, building an audience, my thoughts on building an audience before you launch a podcast, multiple Twitter accounts. Steve McQueen's going to talk about the uh, podcasting applications on the Android system for the phones. Uh, Steve from Down Under just wants to call and give us a little message. And Dave Dufour has a question about content or podcasting directories. And so we have a lot of things to cover. If any of that sounds interesting to you, you may want to stick around for the full show. So to start things off, we are going to turn immediately over to James. Hi, Cliff. This is James from 3amministries.org. This is for Podcast Answer Man. Uh, I'm doing my weekly call-in question slash comment when you and I were upgrading and working on my, my website, I asked you about theme design and that kind of thing, and we didn't talk much about it, but the other day I found a piece of software called Artisteer 2, and you can use it to make WordPress themes. The thing that I've discovered, though, is that I can create a theme and then just use the single one or single two dot PHP and you put those inside of one WordPress theme because the you know the new version of WordPress allows you to cr- to create code so that each particular uh, show, for example, you know you have you have a bunch of different shows. Each show can have a different look on its page based on its content. I was just wondering if you had if you knew about this software or had checked it out because I was really blown away because I'm not a code person. I'm a visual person, and it's hard for me to just think code and know what it's going to look like. But Artist Ear is almost 100% visual in terms of its creation and, ed- and editing. So anyway, if you didn't know about it, I thought you might like to know. And if you did know about it, I'd like to get your thoughts on it and uh, see if you had any kind of interaction with it and what your experience was. Keep up the great work, man. You're so awesome. And I love listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. James, thank you so very much for your awesome question. And uh, I'm going to tell you that when your audio came in a couple weeks ago, it sounded something like it would be something very interesting to me. Of course, I, I do have a theme that I use that I like a lot that I've used for pretty much most all my clients uh, with very few exceptions. And I, and I really like uh, the revolution themes that I've been using. But, you know, I do like this idea of being able to go in and generate my own custom theme based upon the things that I like. And I've certainly picked up some you know, some skills with Photoshop and creating my own custom headers and banners and images and stuff like that. I I think that there's a lot that I could probably do by using a program uh, such as Artisteer. So you you actually called this in a couple weeks ago. Uh, I looked at the software. In fact, I downloaded the software. It is sitting on my folder here somewhere on one of these folders on my desktop. And uh, it's sitting there waiting. The reason why I think is they give you a 30-day free trial. And I wanted to make sure that when I open up and pop it open to see how things look inside of there, see what I can accomplish, I wanted to make sure that I could, you know, um, that, that get the full benefit of using that 30 days to find out if this is something I want to buy and even use to help me create some stuff. But I have not yet had the opportunity to look at the software. Uh, so first and foremost, I've heard about it because you told me about it. Uh, second, all, second of all, I've not yet used it. Now, you mentioned the fact that you can do uh, certain you know, different looks for different pages. So I'm on your site right now, for example, and I'm, I'm looking at the, some things here. Now, I, I am noticing that you know, there seems to be a little code that's broken from time to time on the page that's been generated by the theme. I'm I'm sure some of that stuff could kind of be worked out. 
Uh, but f- from the single PHP and single two PHP and stuff like that, I'm wondering if that isn't going to allow you to to use those to kind of generate maybe some custom th- CSS for pages. But I wonder if it would actually work the same if you had categories. Unfortunately, I can't speak with any authority on this particular topic uh, due to the fact that I have not yet checked it out. But it is something that I'd like to uh, look into further and I plan to do so. I would love to hear anybody else out there. Have you used Artisteer uh, to create your own custom WordPress website, uh, your own WordPress theme? If you have, please email me, feedback at gspn.tv, and let me know that you have done it. I'd love to take a look at the theme that you were able to create using uh, this software to generate it. Uh, And, of course, uh, you know, I'm sure that James would love to hear that as well. But uh, you can check him out over there at 3amministries.org. All right, so next up, we're going to move on over to, and by the way, that's over at Artist ear.com artistear.com it's a r t i s t e e r.com all right so moving on here's what brad had he's got three he's got like a three part question here hey cliff brad west here he's calling with a few questions for the podcast answer man i was watching the studio tour the video that you did and i was wondering um you showed an eq and a compressor limiter gate hardware and I was curious if that is uh, a time-saving measure for, because you, you know your production schedule, or if those pieces of hardware do something um, that Audition or GarageBand or whatever can't do. Um, also, I was curious about your thoughts. Dave Jackson at the School of Podcasting did a show a while back about gaining an audience before you launched your podcast. And I was curious about your thoughts of building an audience before you started your show. And then finally, um, I was looking at Guy Kawasaki's Twitter usage, and I remembered, at least I thought I remembered, that you had done a very similar setup. He does his main feed at Guy Kawasaki, and then he does all of his at replies at Guy's replies. And I thought that you had a similar setup where you had at GSPN for your main feed and at GSPN replies for your at replies, but I couldn't find that post. And I'm curious if, if you did do a show about that, could you point me to it? And if not, could you give me your thoughts on that? Is, is the separate feed for your at replies uh, a good idea? All right, well, thank you for all the hard work that you put in with the show. I find great value in it. Keep up the good work. All right, Brad, thank you very much for calling in. And uh, so let's let's take these questions in order. First of all, um, the studio tour, you did see that I have a Behringer equalizer and also a com- Behringer compressor limiter gate that I have in a, in a little um, sound rack that, that is here. So I do have some hardware that is processing some audio for me. Now, the, why do I have that? Well, I will tell you first and foremost, the reason why I have hardware is not because of my audio recordings going out to the people who downloaded on the feeds because there's usually some post-production work that I do run on all of my files after they're recorded, but it's more for the people who are listening to us live on the web. Uh, so, we, you know, we record, I'd say about 90% of our shows are, are recorded live right now. I, I think that's a pretty safe assumption that that's about the fair, that, that's about the amount that we do live versus recorded without it being broadcast with an audience listening as we're recording. And because we do it live, there are a couple of benefits of having, uh, well, number one, the EQ, making it sound as good as possible. Uh, honestly, I per- personally, I would have never really purchased an EQ myself, but somebody bought it for me. So I, 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 I why not use it? So somebody sent that in as a gift. Uh, the compressor limiter gate is something that I did purchase. And, and uh, there are two reasons why I have this. Well, well, the first reason is also is also for the live audience. It does do some it does some processing of my audio. It does some, it kind of, um, beef, it's beefs it up just a little bit. So there is a difference. If I were to go in and unplug the, the, uh, the compressor limiter gate from the chain that, that 
the audio flows through the people on the Ustream that my voice would sound just a little bit more flat and and honestly a little bit more natural uh, than what it sounds like right now. And also there's another benefit for the live audience that in, is, comes in there and it's that limiter feature. So basically sometimes Stephanie and I will get to talking and if we choose to do so, we can get really loud. I mean, we could start I mean, there there have been times on the Weekly Lost podcast in the past that we'll have a disagreement and we just start yelling. I mean, it's just like sometimes it's just playing around. Sometimes it's real, uh, but sometimes we just have a lot of fun with that and we get really loud like I just did right there. And and I'm looking at the levels on my Edderall recorder as I'm recording this. And what I noticed is when I got really loud like that, my audio levels did not change. I am hitting the same exact spot so I can get really loud and I did not peak my audio. So right here is the same audio level. Matter of fact, I encourage you to uh, open up this this episode in an audio editing software and look how flat the recording levels are. I mean, it's steady, solid, top end, flat, all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end. And so it allows me to do that with a limiter. And that's built into this. Uh, that's built into this. Um, and of course, there is another huge, huge. Uh, oh, it, it, well, the compressor does a little bit more than just the limiting. James says he's done that. He says that's with the limiter. Limiter does limit the the decibel lane uh, on the other end, but also the compressor does compress it down. Uh, but the compressor also adds volume and and depth to to the audio. It it it, to, it it does a whole lot of stuff. If if you just go to um go go look online for a compressor limiter gate and it doesn't matter which one you you look for. It, it really doesn't. And simply go to a manufacturer's website and you, almost every one of them will have a support section and download section and you can download the the PDF of the manual of any of these compressor limiter gates and just I encourage you to go through and read about the functionality of of what these things do, but uh but the the gate is one thing that is definitely necessary for me definitely necessary for me even in my recordings and um let me see if I can demonstrate that for you here I'm going to I'm going to call in from my cell phone into the studio line. So give me one second. I am going to uh, dial in. I'm going to pause. Okay, so I am back. I I paused there for just a second. But uh, what I just did is I dialed in via my cell phone. And I have uh, basically uh, brought in the JK Audio broadcast host. I have a telephone hybrid that brings the telephone calls into my mixer. Now, on my mixing board, uh, my phone is my cell phone is connected and it is coming through right now. Now, of course, I am I am muted on my phone. But I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute I'm going to mute the microphone here on the board, my Heil, and I'm going to unmute my cell phone and I'm going to say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody! Oh, wow, that was loud. Anyway, I have to take off my headphones because right here I'm coming through way too loud and clear, uh, and a little bit of a delay. But anyway, you hear me. Right now. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to say something, and right now I'm going to stop saying something, and I want you to hear and listen to the silence. Okay, see that? That was completely silent. All right, so now I've just unmuted the Heil. Now, let, now here's the deal. It's completely silent. You don't hear anything. Put some headphones on, some earbuds on. You don't hear anything at all. Now, what I'm going to do, now I have my JK Audio going through the compressor limiter gate. Now, here's the situation. If I don't do that, here's what it sounds like. Do you hear, do you hear that, that static sound? So, so here you go. Here's the difference. Now I'm going to talk to you. I've got to take my headphones off again. But uh, I'm going to mute the board and I'm going to talk through my headphone, or th- through my cell phone. Here I am talking to you guys through my cell phone. You're hearing me come in on the JK audio, but I'm going to stop talking for a second and listen to the static. You hear the static there? Now what I'm going to do is, um, as I'm still talking to you, I'm actually going to turn the gate functionality back on. 
And so there you go. Here, you, here I am. I'm still breaking through the gate, which basically says anything below a certain volume does not get through. But if you break over that volume minimum, then I'll let that pass through. And that's what this does. So, so uh, anyway, let me... Uh, I just hung up there. And so that is one, that is one of the things that um, one of the reasons why I use a compressor limiter gate. So I, 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 there are several reasons that I do use that, Brad, and uh, I hope that that helps you out. And as far as the one that I'm using, hold on, I'll tell you. All right, it is the, uh, let's see, I use the Behringer Multicom Pro XL MDX 4600. In fact, I have another one boxed up sitting here right in the studio. Uh, getting ready to go out to another client. So uh, it's the one that I use. It's a four channel and it does a wonderful job for me. So anyway, uh, thanks for that question. And then the moving on, um, you know, Dave Jackson talking about building an audience before launching a podcast. Now I've not heard that material coming from Dave, but uh, I certainly agree with the uh, the principle there. I, as a matter of fact, I had an audience before I launched my first podcast. Now I did not do that intentionally, but uh, I, it, it's just the it was the natural occurrence for me. So the weekly loss podcast, I had already gained uh, several hundred, if not several thousand people on a regular basis who were reading blog posts about the TV show Lost that I was actually doing. I was posting my theor- my theories and screen captures and all kinds of other stuff on my blog back in the day over at Ravenscraft.org, and um, I noticed that as soon as I started blogging about the TV show Lost, my my daily hits on my website just went through the roof. And uh, so when I had a, when I actually launched the very first episode of the Weekly Lost podcast, which was back then called the Generally Speaking podcast, but it, when I launched that first podcast, we had a few hundred people subscribe to that or subscribe within the first week. And um, those people told other people who told other people. And of course, we did some other things to build our audience. Uh, that were very strategic, and um, you know, before we knew it, we had about fourteen thousand subscribers uh, to that podcast. So, now as, as far as that that strategy and that formula, can it work for everybody? Uh, I'm not going to say that it will. In fact, I know for a fact it doesn't work for some people. There are a lot of people who have tried to mimic some of the things that I've done. I we 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 certainly hit the market with the lost podcast at the right spot at the right time, and uh, certainly certainly had some benefits there. But there are some things that you can do, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But this idea of building an audience before you come, build it, you know, number one, I think the opposite is true as well. Start a podcast and then grow it. You Grow an audience. You can, I mean, it, it, it's up to you. I don't think you have to do one or the other first. I mean, just it, number one, create content and and people will come. And, and if whether or not you build that audience with a blog first or you build it with a personal brand or whatever you build uh, and then create a podcast, that's great. But I, I think you can start a podcast and as long as you're passionate about it, you know, um, then then put forth some effort and, and make it happen and and make it great and people will come. So um, I, I but I do like the idea of of building an audience uh, and kind of saying, OK, you know what? Here's to you, the community. I want to give you something extra and above and beyond what I've done so far. And we're going to launch this podcast. And so, yeah, I like that idea. And, and if I, I would assume that maybe that's some of the things that Dave Jackson's talking about. I'd love to hear more of anybody else's thoughts and experiences with having an audience before you launched your first podcast and, and what you feel like that has uh, meant to you. As far as the multiple Twitter accounts, um, you guys can follow me on twitter.com slash gspn. That is my main Twitter account. Do I have more? I sure do. I have one called um, twitter.com slash lost podcast. That's just for the lost podcast. I did that specifically because I knew that there is going to be a ton of people who might be interested in what I have to say about Lost, but aren't interested in all the other stuff. And I want to make sure that they don't get bored by all the other stuff and then miss out on the important Lost-related content that I put on Twitter. So I created that. The other thing is um, I also have, a. a, if you go to twitter.com slash follow GSPN, seriously, go there. Twitter.com slash follow GSPN. And if you go there, as a matter of fact, let me see what it says. I Twitter.com slash follow GSPN. I'll read to you my profile. 
It says, uh, my real Twitter ID is GSPN. I only use this account to send at replies on searches. So basically, I only use this account for sales and marketing. And uh, what I'll do is I'll do a Twitter search for Heil PR40 or I'll do search for uh, podcast equipment. And if those phrases show up on Twitter and people are talking about, man, I wish, you know, I found a really great price on the Heil PR40 and they show a price that's higher than mine, then I'll send, um, well, matter of fact, let me give you an example. Um, Do, 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 in reply. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, I just tried in vain to record a podcast on equipment which died 10 minute, 10 times mid-show. So that was <clears throat> on December 16th, 2009. Uh, this person wrote, uh, that's okay. I just tried to in vain to record a podcast on equipment which died 10 times mid-show. And so what did I do? I u- I signed in as at, or actually I have a program that allows me to have all these accounts open at the same time. But anyway, uh, which is, by the way, Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E.com. Anyway, so I go in there and and I said, at so-and-so, heard you're having issues with podcast equipment. Have a look at my podcasting packages and let me know if you have any questions. And I put a link to that. Um, and that, you know, I was I had done that the same day she put that out. Um, and then of course, there was another person who put on Twitter. I think this is the one that's really interesting. Uh, no, that's not it. Um, but anyway, somebody had said, mentioned something about the fact, um, that they were looking at equipment and that they didn't realize that a decent podcasting studio setup was going to cost them, you know, thousands of dollars. And of course I, I responded. So when, when I go out and I'm doing quote unquote Twitter cold calls, which by the way, I'm too busy to do anymore, but, um, when I do those kind of things, I kind of do those off the GSPN thing because I, I that's really just me out there trying to drum up business now as far as you know the the few thousand people that are following me on Twitter and I'm doing at replies to my friends and having conversations with people and and having real conversations that that add to conversation you know that, that carry the conversation forward no I don't have a separate account for that I you know GSPN is who I am on Twitter and so I I basically tweet about live shows occasionally I'll tweet about important, you know, news and updates, uh, related to podcasting and new media. Uh, sometimes we'll throw out a thing about, um, you know, the TV show lost. Um, but I also use it to respond, respond to people publicly via at reply. So I, I carry one Twitter account for my main brand, but if I, but I do have a separate account for my quote unquote seemingly spammy type of activities when I'm actually doing cold calling via Twitter searches. So anyway, Steve McQueen has a question, actually more of a comment than anything, uh, all about his Google Android phone and uh, podcasting clients. Hey, Cliff, this is Steve from the Motorcycle Nation podcast, and I have a question for the podcast answer man. Um, I have recently switched over to an Android phone. And it's been hard trying to find a decent podcatcher to uh, catch on my podcasts. But I finally found one. Uh, I tried Listen out, but I didn't like Listen very much. Um, it's got some drawbacks. Audio only is one of them. You can't download any video podcasts. Uh, there's cumbersome navigation. And searching for podcasts is really poor. Um, I did finally find a, a very good podcatcher in the market. It's called Dogcatcher. And this uh, this one is really nice. It's got auto downloads, uh, automatic delete once you're done listening. Um, supports audio, video, and text. It, the interface is much nicer. Navigation is really simple. And um, the only thing that I've found with either one of these is I haven't been able to incorporate my Plus feeds with GSPN or any other premium content that I may have owned or do own. But um, if you could please tell us how we could get premium content, not just from GSPN, but for those out there who subscribe to other podcast premium content, if you could tell us how to get that into the into the Android phone, that would be a huge help. So um, keep up the great work, and uh, just hope everything is going well, and I look forward to hearing your reply. Thanks. Bye. 
All right, Steve, thank you so much for your question and the review of Dog Catcher, a podcasting client that I had not heard of until Steve uh, called this in a couple weeks back, and, and we, he and I have talked about it. He really likes this uh, software, obviously, as you can tell. I've looked at the Listen application on the Android. It looks decent enough, uh, and and certainly it anything that allows you to directly subscribe to content on your phone and will download the content on your phone uh, and keep it on your phone without having to hook it up to a computer. I don't. That's amazing. It's awesome, and it's and it's light years beyond what the iPhone will allow you to do. And uh, which is kind of frustrating, but I, I'm excited about that. So listen is one application. The other application he's talking about is something called dog catcher. Um, now, your question, however, is how can you subscribe to premium content? Well, Steve, unfortunately, I don't have a Google Android phone and I've not used either of those. And also um, the way each person who has premium only content uh, the way that's carried out and the way it's done, I'm sure, is done different ways. In fact, I have a very unique way. And the reason why I know it's unique is because I personally built the way that I did it from the ground up. I just did a webinar uh, explaining the behind the scenes of how I do Premium Plus membership and why I do it and why I chose to do it and and stuff like that. You can read up the de- about the details over at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash online training. And... Um, if you have any questions about that, email me, feedback at gspn.tv, and I'll, I'll, I'll respond to any questions you have about it. But anyway, um, for the people who are gspn.tv plus members, I personally work with them one-on-one to get them set up with access to the uh, premium membership-only content uh, from GSPN. And it's something that I, I, I prefer to handle on a one-on-one basis versus just throwing the information out there. And uh, the reason why is because there is a security uh, concern for for the way that it's done, and I want to make sure that they, the folks that un- who are premium subscribers, they understand that you know if you do it this way, um, it, it's certainly going to give you access, but it p- can potentially give everybody access to the premium member only content using your access, which could, you know, ultimately, if, if it gets out in the wrong places, could get you uh, your account suspended, not like I'm suspending it, but the system that I use will suspend the account when it when it sees that too much traffic is coming off of one person's RSS feed. A um, little complicated there. And, and besides, I the way that I do it probably is not going to work for other folks. So if you have a Google Android phone or if you have a Zune, uh, for example, if you have a Zune, it does not support password protected directories. And so therefore, uh, if you have if you're a premium plus member subscriber of our content and you would like to be able to get your uh, a, a, an RSS feed that will work with whatever software you have. You, all you need to do is contact me, feedback at gspn.tv, and I'll work with you. We'll get, we'll make sure you have the excess that you desire. And uh, for those of you who um, are out there using Dog Capture, do me a favor. If you happen to work through that solution and use that software, just do me a favor. Don't go in and and uh, add the uh, that your plus subscription feed into that that directory where you can share it with everybody. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, Steve, I'm sorry I couldn't give you more details, but I do thank you for letting people know uh, that the Android is light years ahead of the iPhone as far as phones are concerned uh, for getting podcasts. I, th- I think that's excellent, and I'm glad to hear that this dog catcher software is now available. All right, moving along to Steve uh, from Down Under, and basically this is not a question. He just had a comment. So uh, this came in, as you will hear in just a second, several weeks ago. G'day, Cliff. It's Steve Vischer here from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm from the Playing Crazy Down Under podcast. Just wanted to uh, thank you for all the help that you've uh, given to me this year. Uh, it, it's been really fantastic and it's really helped uh, me to improve the quality of my podcast, I think. So I uh, just wanted to wish you and all the uh, listeners of gspn.tv a very Merry Christmas and a safe and prosperous New Year. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, Steve, thank you so much. And we're very delighted to get your message all the way from down under. Thank you for, uh, you obviously called the listener feedback line there. And so thank you for spending the dime to give us a call and wish us a happy and and prosperous new year. And 
things are looking really good here at podcastanswerman.com. Um, yeah, very blessed. In fact, I'm going to tell you uh, a couple of weeks ago, or not even a couple of weeks ago, last week, I put a Twitter a status update out there on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Said, "Hey, I just had the biggest blessing ever, a, a, a real dream come true for me." And uh, you know, I couldn't explain exactly what that dream come true was at that time, uh, but it was. It, it. I said, you know, just know this: it is significant this dream come true for me and uh, I can now share it. I'm not going to share it here. It is going to be an episode number 450 of Pursuing a Balanced Life, which will be recorded by the end of this weekend. So could be as early as tonight, could be sometime, well, before the end of this weekend. It'll be be online Monday morning for sure. And just uh, be on the lookout for... um, be on the lookout for episode number 450 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. You can find it at pursuingabalancedlife.com. And I'm it, I'm not sure of the title, but it'll probably be like My Dream Come True. Uh, some, something like that. Or Dream Bigger Dreams. I, I, I don't know. I, but anyway, check it out. 450, Pursuing a Balanced Life. All right. One final question. And we're going to wrap things up here. And uh, this question comes in from Dave Dufour. Hi, Cliff. This is Dave Dufour with Theater Geeks and Creative License Podcasts. I have a question that uh, came up in the chat room and you asked me to send it along. The um, uh, thought I had was that uh, I've been reading some uh, books on podcast promotion and, you know, other things uh, that uh, give some information on, you know, what what helps in terms of boosting those numbers. And uh, uh, one of the things that's mentioned, of course, are podcast directories. And there are a lot of them online. And, you know, I'm pretty good at sort of sorting out in general what seems to be a legitimate list or something that seems to be, you know, kind of outdated, et cetera. But I wanted to know what your feeling was on the usefulness of these. Um, for example, uh, I recently uh, added um, added my podcasts to uh, podfeed.net, and uh, that one appeared to be uh, a little bit more current and um, and perhaps a little more powerful. And I... I at least imagined that I saw a uh, slight bump in uh, in downloads from that, but uh, since then it's you know it's kind of gone back to more or less to normal. So I don't really know what to expect uh, if I should expect anything from lists if it's one of the, or from directories, and if that's something that uh, I really ought to worry about. Uh, my numbers are uh, are really low at this point, just starting out, and I guess my uh, first thought is that. Uh, you know, consistently good content is probably what's going to win the day eventually. And uh, so, you know, I'm kind of focusing on that. But, uh, you know, what what else can I do? Uh, directories uh, are... Uh, or something that uh, you know that I mean I'm into iTunes and I which is uh, of course kind of kind of the big daddy in in many ways, but there are others uh, and I just wanted to know what your feeling on these was and if you had some specific ones that you would recommend. Thanks, Cliff. All righty, uh, thank you very much. First and foremost for that audio feedback, uh, Dave. It's great to hear you in. Uh, you know, it seems like you've, I think you've been in a couple, several shows weekly. I, I, I appreciate all the questions. Uh, for those of you, by the way, who want to send in your audio questions and feedback, you can give us a call on our hotline, our phone mail, our phone voicemail hotline at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven. Of course, you could do what Dave just did, and several several others do. Is just record it in an audio file in any uh, any recording format that you choose. Uh, just email it over to feedback at gspn.tv. Again, that's feedback at gspn.tv. Now, to get to your question about directories, I just want to say first and foremost, I believe directories were very important. Podcasting directories were very important back in 2005 and 2006 and maybe even in 2007. Um, Today, I personally, personally, I don't have any statistics to back this up. Personally, I think that really there's not a whole lot of value in me spending a lot of time entering my stuff into a lot of other directories. Now, let me share a couple things. Number one, you must be in iTunes. 
where do people find my content? I ask everybody. So if somebody says, hey, I really like your show and I enjoyed it, thank you for that. I respond, hey, how did you hear about us? You know, what what show are you listening, what other shows are you listening to? You know, and stuff like that. I, I Obviously, number one, I, I'm interested in forming a relationship with anybody who would contact me. And number two, I, I'm interested in knowing how they found out about our show. Um, here are three ways that people hear about my show. I will tell you that approximately 70% of our audience find out about it through an iTunes search. Um, the I don't know what the breakdown is for the rest, but a majority of it's iTunes. Um, we are we are listed well with the right keywords and search categories and all that other stuff. So and our our shows have names that are very descriptive of what the content is and we usually try to do artwork that isn't just thrown together but has a visual appeal and kind of even communicates what our show is and even communicates the quality of our show. So those are all things. You got to be in iTunes, but more than just being in iTunes, you got to look good in iTunes. All right, seriously, you got to not just be in iTunes, but look good in iTunes. Uh, then of course there are there are the folks who find our shows as a result of a Google search. All right, a uh, lot of people finding us on Google, and well, that that just comes from having a website and a presence, and making sure that Google Google has access to crawl your website. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love WordPress. It, it I mean, I know that Google likes WordPress uh, formatted sites and the way that it lays out the content, and you need to make sure that you go into your privacy setting and make sure that you say that it's okay for search engines to crawl your website. Uh, very important to, to check that setting, so just go into your, you know, your admin, your dashboard of your WordPress installation, go down the settings and look at privacy. Make sure, or is it privacy or security? I can't remember, but anyway, one of them, it, 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 there's an option to, you know, to block search engines or to allow them, and so I encourage you to make sure you're checking that out. But uh, those are the two. Those are the two main places. Now I will tell you that I have a third source of of my audience where they find us, and uh, there are sometimes this cuts into the seventy percent that find us on iTunes. The, um, depending on what I do, uh, this one really jumps up uh, from time to time, and it will be from other podcasters. I'm not kidding. Other podcasters um, and other podcasting communities, but but mo- mostly other podcasters. I you know I never did this intentionally. Just like man, I'm going to develop a relationship with so and so because that man, a relationship with them could mean a lot of new listeners. I, that was never really the intended um, reason for developing some of the relationships that I have. But obviously, as as somebody who is so diehard, devoted to the passion of podcasting, I connect with a lot of podcasters and I try to do things that benefit those people, share with them things that I know and learn. That's why we've got 143 episodes here now of Podcast Answer Man. Uh, and and what happens is those people just naturally start talking about Cliff Ravenscraft and his network of podcasts. Um, you know, I, I gosh, Father Roderick and I now are doing a podcast together called The Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. And and uh, he has a show called the. I, he's just renamed it now, and and did a another rebranding to the Break with Father Roderick, Father Roderick. It used to be his daily breakfast podcast. He's got literally thousands of people who subscribe to that, and that are loyal, devoted fans to that show. And I'd say probably out of the last ten episodes, my name has come up in probably five or six of those episodes. Now, does that make me excited? Absolutely. Is that why I have a relationship with Father Roderick? Absolutely not. But I will tell you that just networking and being in community with other people around your same interests and passions is going to do for you more in the long run than any than than spending a lot of time inserting yourself into a ton of of directories. Now, if you have a very niche topic, all right, and and stuff like that. Then then it may make sense for you if there is a directory out there uh, to get listed on that directory. So if there was like you know the if you were a medical uh, health and fitness podcast, if they had a health and fitness podcast directory, you better be in it. You know, absolutely. I mean, wh- can I guarantee you it's going to give you in return? No. But what's it going to take for you to get into the directory? Nothing. You know, it, and and you know what the the directory is only going to be 
as popular as the people who promote it. So, you know, are you going to promote that you're in that directory? You know, hey, check out some other shows and uh, that are, you know, that are in the health and fitness. You know, he- head over to healthandfitnesspodcastdirectory.com. You know, the, it's really tough for these podcast directories to get the word out unless they require to be in the directory that anybody's in the directory must put some kind of promo in there or, or at least something. And and then, of course, it's like, you know, it's like, wow, now I'm now I need to promote a, a brand other than this one. And what if I'm in multiple directories? And what if, I, you know, and there's multiple requests for me to put promos in? And then there's all kinds of questions about that. But uh, back in the day, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Alley. Um, today, I think there's still the, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get the folks over at Blueberry. They're going to be coming in for Podcast Answer Man soon and um, got some exciting uh, talks that I'm going to be having with them to to kind of uh, just see what they're up to over there. You know, I, I, I've, matter of fact, I've got on the schedule now. I'm I'm going to be talking with my good friend Angelo, who has who is the creator of the po- PowerPress plugin uh, for podcasters. You guys know I've publicly been on the record for well ever since the beginning of podcasting. Uh, at least my venture into it that I'm not a huge plugin fan. All those all inclusive plugins, but. Uh, I do know Angelo and I know his heart and and his desire to help podcasters. And uh, he's convinced me that, you know, they've done some new things. In fact, he's incorporated some things that specifically I inspired them to con- to to include it for, you know, being able to podcast multiple different podcasts from the same WordPress installation and still use PowerPress to to handle and modify all of that. So I've I've got some a meeting coming up with him. I'm looking forward to maybe coming back and and maybe updating my my view of of of, of a certain plugin. I, I, I then again, but after that meeting, if I say no, if I if it, it hasn't changed my view, I'm, I'll come back and I'll just say, you know what, I I, I it, the plugin works great, does what it's advertised to do, but I still prefer doing it without the plugin. And and you'll get your you'll get an honest review from me one way or the other, but. I'm just excited that Angelo reached out to me and says, you know, hey, I'd love to just spend some time with you and let me just show show off what we've done over here. And, uh, you know, that, that's going to be good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and also, I, I think I'm going to have Todd, um, you know, who is, I think he's the founder of Blueberry, I, the, the Raw Voice Blueberry. I, I, again, the whole organizational thing over there. I know these guys. I'm friends with these guys, but I don't know a lot about them. And they're very, and, and you know, Blueberry's a pretty big in the podcasting space. So I, I think it's going to be fun to have Todd on. We've had Todd on Podcast Answer Man before, back when uh, Michael Doug via Gohagen had uh, claimed that um, that podcasting was dead. And of course, we brought... Um, Todd on to help people who uh, were stranded by Podango. Oh my gosh, was that horrible? But anyway, by pe- people who were stranded by Podango closing up shop and giving people like four days notice to move their content, uh, we brought Todd in back then to say, you know, he had made an offer to host people's content um, for free for a period of time and to help them with some transitional tools that made it quick and easy for them and painless to switch some stuff over. So, you know, these are good guys over there and, and I'm looking forward to talking to them and then giving you some some updated thoughts on on those things. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, those directories, uh, my suggestion is how much time does it really take yourself to put yourself into a directory? It I've never seen one that's taken more than five minutes. All right. So knowing that it doesn't take more than five minutes to get you into a directory, my suggestion is this that you do a search on Google for podcast directory. And then what you do is you take, let's say you take one hour, one day, and you put yourself in as many podcast directories as you can in that one day. And then you just let it go. You know, it's you're in there. That That's the important thing. You're in there. And uh, for me, I have 24 different podcasts. And when I create a new podcast, there's only one place I go and I go to iTunes. That's it. That's the only directory I put in a brand new podcast in. It's just iTunes. And of course, I make sure that my content shows up in a in a Google result. And beyond that, I really don't play around with uh, the other podcasting directories. And um, and and we our audiences grow. Now the other thing you mentioned, uh, you said you know been doing it. You're relatively new, and your your audience is pretty small right now. You really want to grow your audience? 
Um, I'm going to tell you how to do that. That is get to know. I don't care how many listeners you have. Get to know the first and last name and a minimum of one other personal fact about those per, that person. First, last name, and one other personal fact. And that other personal fact isn't their email address. That other personal fact is what do they do for a living? Are they married or single? <clears throat> do they have kids? What their what are their kids' names? Uh, where'd they go to school? Um, you know what? The, some personal get to know the first and last name and a minimum of one other personal fact of at least twenty five percent of the number of subscribers you have. Do that, my friend, and and do so because you're genuinely interested in building a relationship with those people, and you will watch your audience grow. I it it I it is a formula that is as far as I'm concerned I've not seen it fail yet. Now will it grow at the rate that you desire? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. There is no formula for how fast this stuff happens. All I know is this. When I develop relationships with people that are authentic, real, genuine, caring relationships and I'm offering things of value and I bring things to the table, uh, then they desire nothing more than to return value to me. And and what happens is they talk about me. They talk about the content that I produce and and how how much you know they enjoy it. And when they do that, other people say, wow, I'll go check that out. And that leads to more listeners. It just happens naturally that way. So, um, and by the way, uh, what what is a small audience anyway? What is a large audience? You know, and, and of course, that may only matter if you have some kind of direct, you know, desire to monetize your content, which by the way, isn't, you know, and I'm not saying that that's you, Dave, but uh, now I'm just getting into the philosophical, you know, what is an larger audience? But uh, the, seriously, though, I mean, why, why are we into this thing? I, you know, the greatest thing about podcasting is it's about it's about passion. It's about a niche topic. It's about a special interest and connecting with other people around that interest. And, and, and hopefully your personal brand, your business brand, your hobby yeah, I hope at the fir- first and foremost that that relationships are the critical ingredient that make this stuff fun, and and if it's not, then uh, you know, then then yeah, you might need some other ways. And not, not again, not talking to Dave here, but if if building relationships with people are is not fun for you, and you just ne- you just there's no time for that. You know, we, we just ain't got time to be having no relationships with people. We can't answer those people's emails. We can't, we don't have time for Twitter. Well, you heard me talk about that last week. So, um, yeah, you'll, you'll need to find another way to grow that audience if, if that's, if that's the mindset and philosophy, but I know that that's not true for Dave. And so Dave, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, tell you what, next time call, call us up on the listener voicemail hotline. Tell me somebody that you met through your podcasting. Uh, and that, you know, tell me their first and, uh, well, just tell me their first name, what city they're from and one other personal detail you learned about them and how a relationship with that individual has led somebody else to listen to your podcast. And the only way you're going to get that story is if you start, um, start going out and, and making that story happen. And I'd be excited to hear anybody else who can confirm this. And I know you're out there because I know it's happened. I know that I've worked with a lot of you listening to this, that that you've, you've told me that this absolutely has been the single best advice that I've ever given. And, uh, and it continues to be that. So... Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap up here. I just want to say um, thank you to all of you who have purchased the uh, podcastanswerman.com boot camp webinar series. Uh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize it would take off this big. Um, there's been a temptation to, to take off the limit of 14 people, but uh, uh, because it's like, man, I see dollar signs. But no, that the, the limit's still going to be at 14 people. But here's what I've decided to do by popular demand. Um, is, is this, you know, I am recording the video and audio of this stuff locally. Uh, well video and audio together. It's, it's a video product. I am recording it here locally. I am recording it in high quality audio locally and, um, bringing in the video and I'm doing post-production. So every webinar that I'm doing will be made available one week after, after the actual webinar is delivered. So, uh, if you want to sign up, by the way, there are, only four spots open right now for 
uh, next Tuesday's event or this coming Tuesday's event, uh, the Adobe Audition 101, why I use Adobe Audition and how I use it. Uh, it's basically the basics of editing with o- Adobe Audition. Uh, that webinar is coming up on the 19th. There's only four spots open left in that. So if you want that, get it fast. Uh, for anybody who wants that after the 14 spots are taken, uh, then just let me know. I will open it up and add you t- with the ability to get you registered for that. And you will be able to get it one week after it's done. And of course, I'm doing that. I've decided to do that on all of them. In fact, if you really wanted that, um, I, I've had a lot of people ask this. Cliff, I really wish I could have could have got that um, how you do premium membership, you know, you know, the behind the scenes look, which by the way, let me just say real quick, that is not a step-by-step tutorial on how to go and do what I've done. It is a behind the scenes look. The, the rest of these are kind of a tutorial. This one is more informational and it's a lot about philosophy of whether or not would I continue to, would I do, would I do back then what I do knowing what I do? Ah, anyway, would I still do it the same way? You know, would I still do premium only content for gspn.tv? What have I learned? What mistakes have I made? And then showing you, you know, how I came up with password protected directories and how I got UNIC feeds. And I am going to, and I do show a lot of the uh, software solutions that I use, Uh, but it's not going to, you're not going to walk away from that with a step-by-step. Let me just follow the screen and then build this myself here. Um, The WordPress Basics a WordPress for podcasting. Now that one is that is one that you'll be able to go side by side and say, "I can do this," and and just follow it step by step, and you'll get it. So just so you know, those are different. But if you still want that, it is available. You need to contact me. Uh, feedback at gspn.tv if you want any of this stuff beyond the fourteen, uh, and if the class has ended. So again, just go to podcastanswerman.com/slash/online training for more information about those products. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for subscribing to Podcast Answer Man. If you want to hear about the big dream that came true for me and how podcasting made it all happen, then I would encourage you to go to pursuingabalancedlife.com and be on the lookout for episode number 450. Talk to you all later. God bless you. Until next time, join the community. Join the community.